Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Acts chapter 25 Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and the Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They requested Festus, as a favour to them, to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me, and if the man has done anything wrong, they can press charges against him there. After spending eight or ten days with them, Festus went down to Caesarea. The next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul came in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him. They brought many serious charges against him, but they could not prove them. Then Paul made his defence. I have done nothing wrong against the Jewish law, or against the temple, or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favour, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his council, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There is a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand over anyone before they face their accusers and have had an opportunity to defend themselves against the charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus, whom Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters. So I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. But when Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself.
he replied. Tomorrow you will hear him. The next day Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking military officers and the prominent men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa, and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. I found he had done nothing deserving of death, but because he made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. Therefore I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send a prisoner on to Rome without specifying the charges against him. Festus does not come off well in this chapter. He admits that he's holding Paul, a Roman citizen, without any real reason. His speeches feel duplicitous and egocentric. He is a bad governor. When we talk about being a church like in Acts, we tend to mean extraordinary wonders and the deep care for one another's needs. We imagine a a church so caught up in kingdom come that even the toilets smell like heaven. This is good. The Acts church was overflowing with heaven's presence. But these chapters help us recognise that the early church also operated in a world where Satan is king and his lying nature is manifested in many malignant ways. The church experienced both a bit of heaven and a bit of hell. To expect the same is to really understand the now and the not yet of the kingdom. This fallen world is the arena in which we fight our faith and we need to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Paul shows us the wisdom of serpents. He recognises the remit of his calling and focuses his efforts on keeping his ability to pursue that calling. It must have been hugely frustrating for Paul to be held captive by these self-seeking corrupt officials. Paul could so easily have used his time in prison fixating on the fickle and feckless Festus. He could have become a very angry man who, when given a chance to speak, laid out all his grievances. But if anything, Paul seems to gain even greater clarity on his calling while he watches his life being frittered away by Festus. When he does get the chance to speak, he actually uses it to get to Rome. Perhaps that was some of the good that God worked in Paul during those months and months in prison. Perhaps God uses delays in our lives, even delays that are unfair and frustrating, to help us find greater clarity over his calling on our lives. Maybe sometimes God uses delays in our lives, or dare I say it, the plans of hell against us, to make us do what Jesus chose to do to withdraw to lonely places to get more clarity from the Father about who he is and how he is asking us to contend for the coming kingdom. Here's a question for reflection. 
How can frustration and delay help you gain greater clarity on what God is wanting to do with your life? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.